Welcome back to another episode of House to House. It is your boy, Kyler. Across me as always, the guy who picked the pack of pickled peppers, Peter. Hello, hello, hello. And last but not least, the big bad boss, David Bay. Hi. Uh-oh. Hello. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How are you guys today? Yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a little bummed about the number of cases. That was released yesterday. Uh, right. Honestly, um, like it used to be a spike was anything above five cases, and then yesterday, what was yesterday's spike again? Nineteen cases, three unlinked. Yeesh. So that for the second time in three days, we've exceeded uh fifteen cases, lah. Basically, uh, yes. it's yeah. because they mentioned the bubble again, didn't they? Exactly. <laughs> That's why. It's the cause and effect thing, dude. Totally, man. Like they never learn. Yeah, every time. It's like bubble is a bad <laughs> word now. <man. laughs> Uh, bubble, I bubble. We'll say bubble. We'll say <laughs> I don't get it. Can you? Can somebody explain the bubble thing? No, it's okay. Cause every time there's a drop in cases, right? They mention like, hey, there are talks about a bubble. Oh, a sorry. Bubble. Let, yeah. Let, yeah. I cannot talk about Hong Kong bubble. That's no, the it's not thing. only that though. Like now they're talking about with Taiwan, with Australia, oh. these countries also. But anytime that word comes out, mm. it's like a few days later, there will be a spike in cases no <laughs> yeah. matter what. It's a cause and effect thing, you know. It's inevitable. Yeah. It's inevitable like Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so today we're going to be talking about the population census that just got released yesterday on the 16th. Yeah, on the 16th of June. So basically what the population census is, is basically like a stats update on how the population of Singapore looks like. So like for population numbers, whether it has increased, decreased, how many percent are living in a certain type of house, marriage, divorce numbers, births, deaths, and really so much more. It's like a huge glossary of information of the numbers in Singapore. And it's so huge that it's only done once every 10 yep. years, right? It's like once every decade kind of thing. So what the fact that they released it yesterday, we've got to talk about it. We've got to. Okay? <laughs> so, um, but of course, we are house to house. We're not going to go through every single detail and like really what it means. We're going to be focusing more on what it means for housing now and possibly what it could mean in the future. So in today's episode, it's going to be more opinionated, you know, sharing your thoughts, your predictions. And then we'll, you know, we'll question whether certain housing policies may change because of this uh, latest population census. So let's talk about some of the findings first. And I think they're actually going to release a sequel, not sequel, uh, a part two of the findings on Friday, which is tomorrow. Um, but let's work with whatever information we have now first. Okay, yeah. sequel. Yeah. <laughs> part two, part two, sorry, not sequel. <laughs> oh, sorry, a bee just flew in front of my face. Oh, okay. <laughs> Someone's trying to silence you already, Kyler. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I really meant part two, not sequel. Okay. Uh, okay, so from the big picture, population has increased over the past 10 years, but it's the slowest growth ever since we gained independence in 1965. People staying in HDBs are decreasing. Couples are having less children. Marriages are decreasing. Divorces are increasing. And people are living slightly longer. This is generally the main summary of all the different stats uh, in all the different categories. So firstly, population has increased from 2010 from 2020 over the past 10 years. But Singapore has also experienced its first population decline from 2019 to 2020 from 5.7 million to 5.68. The first drop 
in over 17 years, by the way. So um, from the stats, we could deduce that it's been credited to the job of foreign citizens because our resident population actually increased over the last year. Yep. So basically, it's COVID. Lah. There's, there's not much other reasons, I think, that reduce the need of foreign employees. Now, I want to ask you the first question of the day. How do you all think this drop in foreign employees affects housing and rental prices in Singapore? Rental. We talk mm. about rental first uh, because sure. uh, that's the easiest one. Mm. So foreign foreign employees who are not or they are not sure they are going to stay here long term will obviously not buy a house, especially with Singapore housing prices a lot more expensive than normally what they would probably experience in their country. Uh, so they rent. And, you know, there's always a demand and supply. So when the demand for rentals um, go, the landlords have to reduce their prices to get the market share. And mm. therefore, rental prices drop even more. When I say even more, it's because in the past four years, rental prices are already very bad. Like horribly bad, very low already. So it just got worse. Uh. Right. Uh, are we? Is this just for the higher end of rent or does this apply to the lower end as well? Or just both in general? Both in general. Mm, I see, I see. That yeah. the rental prices will drop? Uh, of course, the higher end will drop more. <laughs> and then the, yeah, because I mean, it, it's just pretty, pretty decent logic there where. Uh, let's say you can get a house for five grand, a three room three room apartment for five thousand, or a three room, which means five room HGB flat, three room HGB for three thousand. Yeah, like two thousand dollars cheaper, lah, Basically. Yeah, yeah. You, you people would then would then like, hey, why am I staying at this five thousand house? I'll go to the two thousand, the three thousand one. Unless the five thousand one becomes four thousand, then I don't mind staying in Orchard. You know, so. Like you pay a thousand more. Yeah. Uh, just for the convenience and centrality of it, lah. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Peter, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, it, everything being said is essentially what it is, right? I mean, uh, lower demand, higher mm. supply makes it a renter's market rather than a, you know, a, a, a landlord's market. Right. So tenants get to, you know, control what they're willing to, to rent for. And uh, I mean, when your, the option is either, you know, earn less or earn nothing, then it's pretty straightforward which, which you prefer, like. Mm. Then what do you all think about housing? Is is there a lot of uh foreign employees buying houses in Singapore actually, or do most of them uh rent instead? Uh I think it depends on on the how long they expect to work in Singapore. That's usually an indicator of, of how permanent you want your arrangement to be. Mm. Uh, some companies provide accommodation, but for, for others mainly it's just uh a matter of like if I know I'm going to be here for for a long term like if I'm quite secure in my in my job position uh, I would want to find a, a more a know, more permanent a more permanent yeah right, arrangement for, for employees where, that may be based in Singapore and stuff uh. yeah but with uh, COVID I think the one thing that I mean the world is starting to learn is that you know commuting to an office to a physical office isn't as necessary as a one stop Mm. Um, people are people have been scrambling for the past year, and I think most companies have figured out a way to to do this work from home arrangement uh, quite effectively. Yeah, I mean, look at us; we are even doing the podcast from work in work from home now. Exactly. So, yeah. so in that in that sense, um, there's no need to even find 
long-term accommodation because if it turns out your job can really be done from wherever you are in the world, you know, why move to Singapore in the first place? Ooh, okay. Oh, that's interesting. I was actually about to ask whether um, work from home uh, and the whole concept of it now that more people are normalizing it. I I don't know whether that would have meant that people would be looking for nicer houses, like more comfortable accommodations, given that they're going to be spending more time at home now, which may have driven like housing or rental prices up. But the fact that you mentioned that, hey, maybe we don't even actually need you here, in, uh, you know, based in this country and that you can do your job uh, back from wherever you were, is, is another uh, layer that can be considered, I think. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think ultimately... It, it really is a matter of what your role is, you know, uh, what your needs are. Like, say with, with Bay and his, uh, his wife, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, they both are very busy people and they both have, you know, they both need a lot of, a lot, they both have a lot of meetings. And I think there's only one room that's barely convenient with the kids at home and all that. So, oh, is it? Bay, are you in that room now? Or? No, 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 no. Uh, I'm not in that room. My wife <laughs> I, is in I that room. too much information. No, no, it's fine, it's fine. But uh, so sometimes like the my meetings are conducted and I tell the people who I'm meeting with like I am walking around my neighborhood, which is cool because like every day I kind of burn 700 calories just walking around my neighborhood. <laughs> it's, oh, it's while really you're cool. doing the meeting, uh, it's, it's quite Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually. So they can hear the cars. <laughs> but it's, it's fine. I mean, these are the less the more internal meetings, important or not important, doesn't matter. Lah. I just concentrate on the meeting. Sometimes I say sorry because I'm crossing a small road, you know, mm. but because then I have to take a look right or to die. Mm. Um, but the external meetings will always be in the house, in the room, or our travel to office because I'm the director of the company. There's actually some leeway given there because you know you have to open the mail and look at your finances. So, <laughs> well, the last time I was in office was last Friday, you know? like, yeah, and it's actually so, quite some time ago, to be honest. Okay, so then do you all think this is um, going to be a long-term thing? Or, you know, once everyone gets their, gets vaccinated and the whole panorama, I don't want to say the other word, stabilizes, it'll return back to normal in terms of, like, housing and rental prices. What is uh, normal? Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. You know, when you say, it's really, it's really, you know, it's, again, so overused, but the new normal is really a new normal. So I believe rental will be lesser. But you cannot deny the fact that officers still need to exist. People still have this camaraderie when they go to the office. The bond between your team and you. Um, humans are, after all, social creatures. So I believe it will recover a bit, but not... You know, even, even without this, right, the co-working space thing has already caused rental to change. The rental market to change drastically in the commercial office space. So the world changes and people just have to adapt. So maybe, maybe, oh, I'm going to say something. Maybe commercial investment for rental you is no longer going to be as great as what people predicted. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, <laughs> break, break, it, break it down for the, for the ignorant person like me. What, what does that really mean? Okay, so, you know, after 2012, when the government put in some cooling measures, uh, additional buyer stamp duty for residentials mm. and all, everybody was like, hey, now, if I buy my second house, I have to pay today. I have to pay 12% ABSC. If I buy an investment property, two-bedroom, nicer area, $1 million, I have to pay the government extra 120 k tax. That's not Damn. an amount that you can easily just 
look over, right? It's 120,000, it's not 12,000, which is still big, right? Yeah. So, so why don't I buy commercial property? Because these rules are for the residential property so that residential property in Singapore do not skyrocket like um, in other countries like Hong mm. Kong. So, great. Okay, so people started buying commercial properties because there was good rental yield. But last year especially was hit the hardest. I had a friend had an office at Central Central Mall, which is um, the one at Clarke. Ah, yes. Okay. Six months, don't rent out. Uh, you saw the the areas which are those B1 industrial commercial property offices, right? Nobody needs an Atas office anymore. Who's good? People still need to go to work to a certain extent, right? Not during the non-lockdown times. Yeah. But which client is going to go to your office now? Your client not scared. <laughs> uh. You know, I'd rather meet you at Starbucks, right? Then I meet you in your office in a trap and closed environment and and I'm not sure what's whether. Yeah, you see, the, the point is that people, so B1 Industrial, where we are located at, at uh, Jalan Pemimpin, at one, okay, let's, at very cheap per square foot. Uh, let's not pauto <laughs> what, what my land, yeah, my yeah, land yeah. at two, at three. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah so, so, yeah, it's all taken up snaps, you know. When I wanted to extend this, they say, hey, hurry up, extend it because I want people want your office space. I'm like, okay, I extend our thanks. I don't even the think the rental that, contract. Uh. Yes, I don't even think that was a ploy to make me expand. The guy is like my friend already, right? Three years I've known him. So it's like, hey, okay, okay, extend, extend. So, so, yeah, it's people are moving up just more expensive because they realize people can work from home. People can, people can work from home. People still need to go office to a certain, to a certain extent. But there's not great, there's not much great need for, for my office to be in Clark Key anymore. Mm. unless my brand has to be that big. But you think about it, where's Google's nicest, beautiful office? Pasi panjang eh. Is it, there's no need for your, when your brand is that big, you don't need that nice and location. Your brand People itself will attract already. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but there are also like the financial brands are like DBS, UOB, OCB, CCD Bank, you know, all the banks has to be around, there has to be a head office around the, the CBD. Then again, right, if you think about it, what exactly is CBD moving forward if this continues for another few more years? You don't That's why right, everybody, we are, we are no longer a mortgage podcast, really. We've gone into marketing and branding also. That's what we do. <laughs> we cover every aspect, really. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know. Rental use, break it down. Commercial property isn't as juicy anymore. When, when you wanted to invest your money in a commercial space, right, anyone listening out there, you would think a few things. One, let's get somewhere around town can rent out. Two, a shop house. Okay, pretty decent idea. Three, uh, a place that will be enticing. Okay? Now, out of the three, right, people will rarely choose number three. Because will be enticing E. You know, like, yeah, guess which places can rent out now. So, you know, sometimes being too atas may not be the best thing because consumer behavior changes due to market, due to, yeah, due to, due to COVID. So, so people are looking for that cheaper option now. Uh, or rather, uh, they realize that there's no need for the more Atas option. Uh. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So exactly where we are in Bishan, let's say Taising, also pretty central. You look at the map of Singapore, uh, it's still around the middle. Mm. Okay, Office at Bishan. You say Tampines, you cannot complain. Uh. You say Jurong, you cannot complain. Uh. Yeah. My office at my office at Changi, Changi Business Park. You say Jurong, confirm complain. I understand. So, you know, so, so these areas, Taising, Ubi, Bishan... Amokyo Avenue, the 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 further part nearer to Yeah, far as it is, it's still not so bad because 
Hey, if Bishan MRT is central, Amokyo MRT, Yuchukang MRT is just two stops away. Lah. Yeah. You also can't really complain. Lah. It's still yeah. central, lah, but doesn't have the glitz and glamour of the CBD. Lah, yeah, so. Exactly. Right. But then you get the glitz and glamour for CBD, now no use. Mm. <laughs> yeah. We're winning with the rental prices. Also, right? Yeah, and then if your clients have to come, let's say can come, will come. Lah, okay. If your clients have to come, come on, you don't have to pay $4 per hour parking. Hey, that's right. Yeah. That's true, that's true. All right, let's let's move on to the next question. Um, I think when this population census got released, the first thing I saw was a lot of comments or opinions that people are blaming the drop in births on the shortage of houses. So, <laughs> is it really a simple correlation of no house equals no baby? <laughs> do you, what what do you think about this? Rubbish. <laughs> Rubbish or <laughs> come? <laughs> Let us know why, let us know why. It's just family it, planning, right? So there are a lot more factors la, that go into whether you want to have a child or not. Oh, definitely. Okay, so I have two kids. Mm-hmm. I don't mind more. Hey. My, my wife doesn't say it. Wait, uh, wait. Factory on uh, uh, from home. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I have two boys. La. The thing is that, yeah, one girl, she said I also one girl. But can you guarantee the third one's a girl if it's another boy at the one? You know, so so now there's a there's a there's a uh, yeah, we did our, our part la two replace two, right? Okay, uh, not so bad la, okay. <laughs> but but at the same time, we do we do understand that I think the factor is more income and mm. household it's not rubbish, okay? Housing does play a part. Because it's about your family finances. But housing doesn't play a total part la. Childcare is expensive as well. Yeah. Uh Milk powder is yeah. milk powder was the biggest expense followed by diapers for the first two years. Oh really? Milk powder? Yes. You'll be uh, surprised. If yeah, my I... kid drinks three bottles a day, like say normal kid la, like not not like baby drink like ten ml per meal, but six meals a day, eight meals a day. Um it's actually two to four hundred dollars a month. Yeah. How 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 much does one tub cost? Like milk powder average? The big kong, ah. Uh? Uh. Mm, 50, 60 bucks. Then my son is lactose intolerant. Then try goat's milk, suddenly become $70, $80. Wow. Then still lactose intolerant. Then I have to try another formula, become $100. Just feed them whey powder. <laughs> Just feed them protein yeah. powder. Uh, the cheapest option is you feed rice to the wife. Rice what? To the wife, the wife produce the milk. <laughs> the baby. Rice very cheap. Yeah. The most cost efficient method. Uh, then. Yeah, but then... um. Other other things, it's not convenient, right? My my wife is a working mom. Right? Then mm. how? You know, and, and as the kid grows older, of course, the appetite grows bigger also. Yeah. yeah, so... So, uh, put it into perspective, what, what do you say? Like, okay, so people are saying that 100% is on housing that led to this drop in birth. But between your factor of, um, like, essentially cost of living or expenses, right? So... Is it like more 50-50 between this and housing or is there, does it fall a certain side of the fence? I think during a market downturn, a COVID thing, uh, okay, so I'm not talking about the past 10 years, but I'm going to talk about the, the, the recent times. The past 10 months? Uh, the past 18 months, okay? Uh, You've got recession, people normally won't have babies because you're afraid, right? You're afraid, do I have the money to pay, etc., etc., etc. Yes, I do. I lose my job if I if I have a baby today and I have no job tomorrow. What am I gonna do? How are you gonna support it? Uh? Yeah, exactly. So that's where people will rather not have babies at this period of time. Mm. Uh, but yeah, um, in general, 
it's it's quite normal lah. You look at the Japan, you look at the Germany. When 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 your country is too mature economically, okay lah. Just use the word. It's first world, right? That's that's develop lah. Develop. Ah yes, develop yours. Ah, yes. <laughs> I always make make this these things. You know? like those third world countries and emerging markets. Emerging markets. I need to remind myself. Yeah, at one point that's yeah. what the common term was lah. But. Develop, develop. Yeah. yeah. It's like low SES. Oh, suddenly I was going to say. Like bubble. <laughs> oh. Hey, don't uh, later somebody call you snowflake. Don't be too sensitive. Oh, oh. Oh, Please look oh, at oh. my skin. Very hard to snowflake. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. In other news, I took first first jab already. You can anyhow say, all right. <laughs> <laughs> was, it, was it as painful? Uh, I'm, this is my third day. Uh, oh. I'm having tonsils swollen. It, it, it differs from person to person. Like my wife had it a lot harder. Got like chills and fever and stuff like that. Do you take the M? My, my parents, my parents had nothing wrong. Okay, so oh, okay. yeah, it so really I, varies from individual. Uh. Yeah. Plus, I think older people have less problems as well. But mm. also, again, individual different varies from individuals. Do you take the M or the P? Uh, the M. Oh, the M. Uh, I see. I yeah. see. P is not for for our for our age group. P won't be available for at least another month. <sighs> oh, you that explains why yeah. I've always been my appointment thing has always just been M and not fries her. <laughs> well, you you you're not you're not you're not mass lah. You say name price stock price don't go up go down one. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you never know, man. We can't. We... I mean, not today. Not today. Maybe you can play this podcast maybe three years on the road. Hey, hopefully, yes. <laughs> market certain words you cannot say. You know, we are in a COVID panorama. Yeah, uh, panorama. You must mention travel buble. So there are, there are no spikes. <laughs> certain certain things we have to change a bit. <laughs> hey, nowadays, uh, very uh, hey, oh, so I stay at Sumang Walk. Do you know the taboo word Sumang Walk? Okay, I know change to Bukit Mara already, lah. Suddenly, everybody uh-huh. knows Sumang Walk because there was a oh the cluster here. Cluster. I have people, random people who I never contacted. It's like almost when I raise a funding round and I'm in the news, random people I haven't spoke to in years message me, <laughs> hey bro, take care of yourself. Huh? Is it your blog? Is it your blog? Is it your blog? No, it's not my blog. <laughs> uh, okay, la, okay, la. Uh, good night. Oh, <laughs> wait. Okay. <laughs> Since we're on this topic, right, does a cluster affect resale prices, do you think? <laughs> I don't know. Is it, is it too arbitrary to say that it does for the long term? Like people will just wait like, Two months or something, and then it'll probably like be negligible, right? I think so. Yeah. Okay. It's I mean, a, it, re- yeah. it really shouldn't, lah. Like, if people are are genuinely avoiding places because it was a cluster, a I think that's very <laughs> short-sighted, like, Honestly. Yeah, like it's when they want to buy a house, then they have the feng shui master come over, and then they like do their thing, and then they check the room. Like, oh, no spirits, <laughs> but got COVID case before. They have that prices drop already. Alright. <laughs> uh. Wait, oh, sorry, Peter, I forgot to ask your opinion. Uh, what do you think about the whole um, no house equals no baby thing? Where, where, where do you fall on that? Uh, I, I honestly don't think one factor can really explain why uh, the fertility rate is dropping. Mm. You know, um, like, like they, I think it's really just the cost of having a child in Singapore. Mm. Uh, yeah, milk powder feels like a scam. I don't know if I can, <laughs> I don't know if I can say that out loud. But, but It's a sham, it's a sham. Yeah, <laughs> another word I'm not allowed to use it. But because when you think about it, like like from a male father point of view, like which parent would admit that they are going for a cheaper brand? Yeah, you know? like you can't like what does that say about things. your parenting? Your parenting. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. I have a, okay. This is an interesting topic. Nothing to do with housing, right? 
Yeah. I have neighbor. He's an awesome guy. Shout out to Harvey and Yo-Yo. <laughs> so, so anyways, um, he told me from young, and he's like bigger family kind of, right? Full cream milk, just buy. U- UHT milk also can. Huh? He, like full cream milk? Yeah, his children, so he has two kids now also. He just gives them full cream milk. Don't care. I said, what's the bloody difference? I grew up with this. Look, I'm strong. And he just make his kids after breast milk. Uh, U- or, no, UHT milk also can. Doesn't matter. Hmm. They still okay. grow up. That's why I think it's a scam because I have real life examples of people who n- never die. You know, just market milk strong. powder as mark- uh, like milk powder la, for growing and put, stuff. Uh, the fortified vitamins and don't know what for brain growth and all that stuff. Wow. Okay. I don't know whether yeah. I have to edit that, but I'll wait. The milk industry come after us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. But the point is, yeah, it's, in, um, it's very expensive to have a child in Singapore. And I think until that changes, uh, we can't blame one factor mm. alone for, you know, for, the, for this change. Um, what I am yeah. noticing is, uh, of course, that there's a greater, uh, a greater proportion of uh, couples who don't have children. We just, you know, you know not even, it's, it's not a matter of even having less children. It's having no Zero children. children uh. yeah. yeah, between 2009 to 2019, uh, in 2009, 57% of households uh, had children. In 2019, it was 47%. Oof. So the proportion dropped by 10%. Um, that's that's for, a very big change. Yeah. For, for couples without children, in t- 2009, it was 14%. And then in 2019, it was 19%. So it's a 5% increase in the number mm-hmm. of, uh, in the, number, in the proportion of couples without children. Yeah, it seems to be moving towards that direction of having uh, households uh, without offspring. Uh. Yep. So I, I guess to me that, that suggests more of a, a general decision rather than a specific decision. So people have no problems buying a house. Uh, they just don't see the need to have children in the house. Yeah. Right, right, right. So we shouldn't look at it as no house equals no baby, but rather they just decide not to have a baby and maybe no house is one of that small factor. I don't know how small, but it's one of the factors. It's a factor, yes. Mm, it definitely okay. contributes, but I don't think it contri- it's, the, it's the main contributor or sole contributor. It's not the causation yeah. of it. Yeah. Ah, okay, okay. Very nice, very nice. Alright, um, let's move on to the next uh, stat, which is, so we've covered, what have we covered? We have covered population <laughs> size, we've covered uh, drop in births. So now let's move on to number of singles. So singlehood has increased over the past 10 years. Um, and I think the largest age group that shows this discrepancy is between the 25 and 29 year olds. Uh, from, the, from the graph, they say that men has increased uh, by 7% over the past 10 years. Women have increased by 15%. Uh, which uh, is, increased uh, in what? Like singlehood. Ah, okay. There are more singles now. Yeah. So single men's increased by 7%, single woman has increased by 15%. Uh, but just to clarify, uh, just in ca- like make sure we're on the same page and everything. Singles in Singapore just means not married and not like single, single. So even if you have a partner, you're still considered mm. single. Yeah. So as long as you're not married, you're basically considered single. That's all. So now that there are more singles, the question I want to ask y'all is: do y'all think the government will lower? or increase the age for singles to BTO? Or will there be no change? Wow. 
Yeah. Wow, that is, that Heavy is handed suddenly, question, yeah. <laughs> because, okay, uh, immediately my brain goes two ways, right? If you mm. lower it, yeah. then, then uh, let's say you lower it to 33 okay. or whatever. La. So people can start buying their resale or BTO um, at 33 years old. Mm. HDB demand will increase. Yeah, I have I have friends. I think so too. because it's thirty five, right? I'm thirty seven, so I have friends who are like around the age where they get, they decide to go and buy as a single. Uh, the spending power, but you see, uh, the, but then they the, you have more spending power at thirty five or thirty seven than at thirty three, lah, because your career has moved two years in advance. You have two years more savings, CPF, and etc. as well. But then, yeah, HGB HGB prices, which are already quite inelastic because it's a a need based product. Uh, I think there was another podcast which we mentioned, right? Why HGB five room flat price? You know, if you think this is a buble and prices may drop, <laughs> why why do you think why did I think that HGB prices will actually be quite inelastic and maintained? Uh because there will still be some upgraders and downgraders. So five room go to four room, but who takes a five room? The condos go to five mm. room. Like if uh, people downgrade, right? So the five room still people want one, you know, that's enough demand. Yeah. So um so if demands increase, HGB prices may increase more. Uh that's one thing. But then if you Increase the age instead, and yeah. then you tell you. So let's say the government played the reverse card. Mm. I make if you all single, you only can get house at thirty eight, right? Then so you all better get married earlier. Mm. Then you know the government plays that card lah. Uh, then they just buy private instead, or then private prices shoot up even more. Then buble never burst. Mm. <laughs> so which between the two between the two possible options, which do you think is the lesser evil, or which do you think has more? maybe more dire consequences if towards the future. Mm, decreasing, I think, is less dire than increasing. Mm, because of yeah. the bub- the potential buble. Uh. Yep. I see, yep. I see. Peter, what do you think? Do you think the government should lower, increase, or have no change? I, I think when I look at it historically, uh, it really is a matter of trying to push uh, a certain policy mm. versus trying to cater to the reality. And, and I mean, as with all policies, that's the balance that we always have to take, right? Like, like you want to, to push your population to, to a certain direction, but at the same time, you don't want to uh, have too many people left behind because of, your, of the policies that you push. So, like, it wasn't that long ago that singles couldn't even buy subsidized housing. Yeah, 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 that's true. So, so, what I'm seeing is that if it reaches a certain level, the government will cater to uh, that proportion of the population that really needs uh, this extra this extra help to get housing. Uh, it seems to me that in the past ten years, that proportion hasn't really changed. Okay. Yes, everything has increased proportionately, but in terms of the general population, uh, it looks like the number of singles hasn't really had that significant a change. It's not that majority thing yet, lah. Is it? Uh, I mean, I have, I have to look at the stats again, la, but as in, singles still form about 30-ish percent mm-hmm. of the population. Right. So that hasn't changed in the past 10 years. Mm, which is why there should be... Which is why be... I don't expect mm. any further changes. Like, well, okay, now at least. La. Yeah, obviously, like 10 years ago, you know, you want to cater to like 30% of the population. So you introduce... A public housing scheme for singles, or you you increase the number of opportunities they have to access public housing. Right. But if the population doesn't increase beyond that, uh, then there's no need to 
to change anything else. Uh, that said, yeah, I mean, in 2009, the number of people living alone was 10.3%. And mm-hmm. in 2019, that's gone up to 15.2%. So, so clearly, it shows that when a policy uh, is made, when, when the change is made because it's necessary, there will be people who will obviously take it up. Right. Yeah. So, okay. so, yeah, to me, unless we see a huge explosion of single people in Singapore, for whatever reason, um, I don't see the policies changing further anytime soon. Yeah. Mm, okay, yeah, I, I think that's about the most, I mean, it's the most realistic route la, to go. I mean, unless like, like what you mentioned, like singles in Singapore become like, or they amount to like 60-70% of the population, then, you know, there'll be a very obvious change to that. But if if the size of that population pool sort of remains the same there, I, I also think that there won't be much change to any policies mm. regarding singles and housing. Yeah. Um, let's go to the next one. Uh, I think we sort of mentioned this just now when it came to the drop of births and what you you brought up the factor of um increased expenses and generally cost of living of having a child in Singapore. So let's take that and make it into a point itself. Um, there, there are fewer babies essentially now compared to 10 years ago. And having fewer babies means you need to spend less. There are less expenses. Will this result in couples choosing to, or rather opting to live, live life and live the experience instead of starting a family? And why I mentioned this point is because does buying a nicer house aka buying a more expensive house la, in general, contribute or rather is it part of living this experience? Mm, I guess yes and no. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, 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 I hate that it has to be a yes and no thing. Um, when you look at the stats, and I don't know if I'm jumping ahead here, the number of people living in non-HDB dwellings has increased, um, especially in terms of condos and you know, non-HDB apartments. Yeah, like for listeners, it's increased by 4.5%, by the way, from 115 to 16% exactly. for condos. Yeah. yeah. And in comparison, like HDB dwellers have dropped from 82.4% to 78.7%. So, in other words, the increase in the number of condo uh, dwellers is almost exactly the, the decrease in the number of HDB dwellers. Yeah, you take one part, shift it to the other portion. Exactly. Huh? So people are literally just moving from HGB to condos. So in that mm. sense, you can already say that, yeah, you know, people are seeing that condos have more, uh, are more attractive. In, yeah, for the fact that, that you know, condo dwellers have increased by 50% mm. over the past 10 years, uh, you can say that it's, it's because condos are more attractive despite all the efforts that HGB has made in the past 10 years to try to get more condo-like features. Uh, like, you know, all the, all the ECs. Well, okay, like, ECs, I, I guess, are condos. Uh, no, like, like, the attempt to go into DBSS, uh, the attempts to make like, pinna- more pinnacle at Duxton's. Mm. Yeah. Um, clearly, all that is still unable to stop the, the move from HDB to condos. Yeah. Yeah, so... So it seems to suggest that, yes, people's spending power is increasing. Mm. Like, even as property prices increase, it's not stopping people from being able to afford uh, private property. Right, okay. Bay, what do you think? Do you think that uh, 
because couples now choose not to have children, they spend less and they can use that money to instead buy nicer houses and, you know, like live life in that way. Do you think this is what is happening? Is there a trend for this? Um, I think it's one of the trends, definitely. Um, so you see more Instagram couples, right? <laughs> but it's, it's like, like, like how everything has many factors. It is one of the factors, but it's not all the factors. Yeah. Okay. I think maybe, you know, if the government wanted to increase birth rates and even increase marriage rates, but also increase divorce rates, it ban condoms. <laughs> 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 I don't know whether to edit or not, right? To edit this out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it increases all the rates, right? You get birth rates, slash forced marriages, slash forced divorces, <laughs> slash if this couple's one of the partners actually got pregnant from another guy. <laughs> Everything increases. Our Everything rank- increases. Our yeah. rankings go up. That's what Singapore wants, right? Become number yeah, you one. You want to be top, top of the pub. <laughs> you want to be on top? <laughs> Okay, um okay then let's uh use this from whatever you said and sort of give us a foresight or your prediction. How do you think this will affect the property market for the next 10 years? Do you think that because like like what Peter said, more that there, there is still that there's still presence of that and acknowledgement of that transition from HDBs to condos that you know people are saying that hey condos are more attractive like, and then you know uh be it whether people spending power is higher or now they have more money because they choose to have less children or no children at all. Do you think this might even lead to like uh, increased prices or increased demand in the private sector or and people leaving the public housing sector? Tell us your thoughts. Hmm. What was that song? I coughed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, so we are in a panorama. Please control, okay? <laughs> I, I hope you have a mask over your microphone. Yeah. So, what what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? Um, how do you think this will affect the property market over the course of the next ten years? The main factor of the property market for price increasing in Singapore, if you think about it, if inflation is two percent now, you hold a house for ten years, you make twenty five percent. That's 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 that is compounded inflation, correct? Right? Mm. Nothing wrong, right? Mm-hmm. At the same time, Singapore is land scarce. Your pri- your pri- house should not just increase by inflation rates. Your house should increase by more than inflation rates because of land scarcity. Yeah. Um. So I think that at the end of the day, in Singapore, housing prices increase is going to be the norm. So that's that's nothing okay. to, yeah. But if people are more single, the demand of the family houses, the thousand two hundred three hundred square feet, those three room got three bedrooms kind one, mm. four room HGB flat, five room HGB flats will reduce in demand because uh, couples. We'll just stay in studio apartments slash three room H- uh, three room HGB. They don't need so big of a flat, lah, is it? Yeah. Okay. So I guess the yeah, the, the smaller houses will probably increase in demand, or I guess. Yeah, I would think so. It's basically essentially like times two demand, right? If like there are more singles, like more potential couples transition like staying as singles. It it essentially increases the demand by two, right? For Smaller flat houses. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Oh, imagine imagine a world where we in, imagine a Singapore where like five room flats are cheaper than studio apartments, than like three room flats. Mm. Yeah, that will never happen, right? I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if it's cheaper, I'll definitely still get a five room flat. Bigger space for cheaper, why not, right? Like like I, I think the demand will have to really, really have to drop. 
for five-room flats and really have to increase for studio apartments for that to happen. Yeah. And yeah, even, or, if the, even if the price drops for five-room flats, people will just go for that instead, I think. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, yeah. so when demand drops to a point where the price is able to reduce, then mm. naturally would, would stabilize there, like, I would mm. think. Yeah, it would never drop to a point where it would actually be equal to studio apartments. And if demand for studio apartments actually goes up that high, uh, yeah, something's very, very wrong. <laughs> but but that's interesting because, because when you look at the stats again for, for HGBs, you notice certain movements. Uh, like five-room flats have become less popular. The proportion of people living in five-room flats mm-hmm. has dropped. The people living in three-room flats has dropped. Um, the people living in one and two-room flats has increased by 50%, which wow. is uh, actually proportionally to the number of people who are living alone. Uh, yeah, so people, the people living alone has increased by 50%, and the people living in one and two-room flats has increased by 50%. I think, I dare say there's some correlation there. Um, but what has not changed is the proportion of people living in four-room flats. So no, that, that what, has always been labeled as the Singapore house, right? Yeah, so, so what, what, what it looks like is that that is the most, and I'm you know, showing off my A-level economics, <laughs> yeah, that, that's the most inelastic. Um, that seems to have not had any change in uh, demand or supply mm. uh, over the past 10 years. So, so presumably, that's the most comfortable for Singaporeans. If you live, what used to be the norm, or at least you know, closer to the norm for five-room flat, is no longer as attractive. I guess because if you can afford a five-room flat, chances are you can afford a relatively decent-sized condo unit. Mm, yes and no. Lah. Yes yeah, and la, no. Yeah, la. okay. La. I mean, <laughs> pushing, pushing it a bit. Yeah. But, <laughs> it's not house to house. <laughs> uh. You can afford a five-room flat means you can probably afford the loan of a decent-sized condo unit, but whether you have the down payment is a very different yes, matter. That's true. La. That's true. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, la, so, so to me, it seems to suggest that yeah, maybe people who were living in five-room flats or who would have bought five-room flats are now looking at condos more, uh, more favorably, whereas people who were living in three-room flats are now realizing that yeah, maybe they don't need even that is yeah. So they they might they, they might be moving to one and two-room flats now that they are more. Now that one and two-room flats are more the norm than before, mm. I think what we've been seeing in the past few launches is that. Every launch has its fair share of two flats. Yeah. Yep, yeah. that's right. Can you imagine BTO launches, like the majority of it will be starting to become two-room and three-room? Now, going back to what the government wants to engineer, <laughs> that, that I don't think will happen. Yeah. No, but, but, but it may. It, but, it, I mean, yeah, it actually may. It actually may. I mean, we, we, really? talked about, we talked about, um, I can't remember the term now. I, I mean, maybe we can <laughs> edit this until, until I find it. But... Uh, that, that thing in Bukit Batok. Oh, that um, community-assisted thing. Yes. Uh, uh, the CCA, right? The, the, the senior area. The active, the active senior BTO, la, basically. Yeah. The community care apartment. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not emerging market, not developed nation, you know, can say. <laughs> so yeah, so, so <clears throat> I mean, literally, like we are seeing entire two-room flat launches, only that they are very specifically for one age group. La. Actually, yeah. it's very interesting. Very interesting because you realize two room flats, right, are not just targeted at single people. Yeah, are targeted at exactly. as well. 
So now there's a huge demand, you know, both sides of that pyramid, of that pyramid, of that bar graph, whatever, right? You know, normally it's the, the working adults portion is the biggest. Actually, now you see the left and right bars increasing. Yep. Yeah. So, so single so... people and, and uh, aged seniors. Aged seniors. This <laughs> <laughs> is like geriatric millennials, right? <laughs> 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 wow, wow you want geriatric uh, millennials? <laughs> I yeah, probably so, so... will not spell those two words correctly on the first try. <laughs> yeah, I can never spell millennial correctly, even though I've been a millennial for years. Um, you are not. Oh my gosh! No, I am. I am. I am. I will not. I will <laughs> I not. Have, I am not what, what's the age difference between the two of you? Two two, two years. Yeah, <laughs> I am not a millennial. How is he a millennial? Young at heart. You are a millennial, la. <laughs> This, I am Generation X Plus. Why? <laughs> Look at me just sitting here in my Gen yeah, yeah. Z. In your Gen Z ness. <laughs> you are not a Gen Z. You're not even a millennial. You are a snowflake. Weather very hot recently. Uh. Yeah, that's Oh, I like how another uh, um, another media content place it. But snowflakes are unique too. Wow, I oh, steams, yeah. <laughs> Of course, it was all context, but, but, mm. but it's quite fair. Yeah, so anyway, um, <laughs> the point the point I was trying to make is that it could literally be because two room, one and two-room flats are now more common than before. And that's why you know people are moving from two-room flats to one and two-room flats. Mm. True. Okay, yeah. I, I think, I, I feel like this can be another topic on its own, the, the increasing okay, trend of two-room so, flats. No, 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 it's okay, it's okay. It... it Means I don't have to think so much for a future episode. So you think? Uh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Go to us and see snowflake. Okay. Uh, uh, let's move on to the very last question. I think I think we've talked quite quite a bit already. Um. So whatever you know, questions uh they have asked and the answers that y'all have come up with, we've more or less been addressing like a uh this is headed a certain way. Like you know, some numbers decrease, not some number increase. What can we do to fix it? What can we do to fix it? We are always looking for solutions. Let's take a different stance for this uh one segment. Actually, is all this change okay? Like behind all these grey clouds, right? Reality is that Singapore has developed la, over the years, over the past ten years, and definitely over the past sixty or sorry fifty plus years. And you know, as Singapore developed, so did we. You know, tertiary and further education is basically like a must now. It's, be- it's more or less becoming a basic need in majority of cases. And every- so that everything starts to get pushed back, you know, because we further our studies, everything else more or less ine- yeah. inevitably gets pushed back. So yes, the number of singles has been increasing, but maybe because like this supposed timeline of like what age are supposed to do this, what age are supposed to do this, just gets shifted back. Like, it's normal now to marry and have kids, even at your late 30s, and early 40s even, for some cases. Do y'all think that it's just, uh, like, people should just look at it as the whole timeline shifting back a bit. It's it's not so much of like, oh, we need to address this because people miss by two years. Like, 25, you don't get married. Huh? You get married at 27? No, we must fix. But rather like, yeah, okay, things just get pushed back now. Is, is it, should that be the case instead? I think you brought up a very, very fair point. Firstly, people are more active at an older age, you know. Retirement age from 55 to 58 to 60 to 67 to 68 to whatever, (laughs) right? People are more active. People are at an older age are are still functioning. 
people are dying mm. at an older age as well. Um, so yes, the timeline should just shift further. Uh, what what does that mean to parents as well is that uh, you you feed your child for a longer period of time <laughs> as well. Uh. So, but but you also work for the same number of years. What right? last time you start working at nineteen or twenty one, you know, and then you retire at sixty. Now you start working at twenty five, you retire at sixty five. Same same ah, uh. you still work the same forty years of your life. Mm. Yeah, I think I think what you say makes a lot of sense. Of course, uh, we need the census analysis department to to do a deep dive and yeah. understand all these things better. Uh, oh yeah, um, I'm sure there's companies out there who literally crunches this data to to get insights. Yes, from, got those yeah. analysis that do this kind yeah. of and draw the conclusions of it. Quadratics, maybe it's not a sponsor, but you know, yeah, I guess Quadratics. Not a sponsor, that's why I can anyhow say. <laughs> okay, I did, I did. Quadrics, what is this? Is that with a, a Qualtrics? Okay, okay, enough. Not a sponsor oh, already. Okay, sorry, sorry, not a sponsor. Yeah, bought, quarters, over, quarters. By, yeah. bought over by SAP for a cup of B. But Ooh. yeah, okay, let's, let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Cup of Buble. Yeah, yeah, but I think everything moved back is, is something that is an interesting proposal theory. Mm. Like, yeah. I think a lot of people are fixated on, like, I mean, even me, like, we, we've mentioned before, like, oh, you need to get a house by 30. Like, that's the notion I've always had, you know? And, like, I think recently it's like, wait, who who really set these rules? And these, like, checkpoints that you have to do something by something. But, you know, as the world is changing, I think we should also have, like, more open-mindedness in that sense. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, Peter, what do you think about this whole timeline shifting back? Uh, I mean... In a sense, there's no, there's no good, there's no model, you know, population model. Uh, you know, that no, no country has the perfect population demographic. Right. Uh, so in a sense, yeah, you could say that arguably there's nothing wrong with us getting older as a population. Uh, I mean, but it is a little scary to think that in 10 years, our median age has increased four years you know like Mm. like the entire population is now four years older than we were 10 years ago Ah, Um, so this is why I feel 29 every every morning I wake up (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean it it also means that um, there are less young people uh, to balance out the 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 growing older aging population that's essentially what it means. And, and uh, I think what we can do is look at societies that have faced this problem for quite a while. Uh, I mean, Japan being the, the, biggest, the biggest example of a population that is you know, severely skewed towards the older generation. Uh, and, then, and then see what we can learn from that. Um, so in other words, let's not you know, try to fix the, the, the supposed problem of an aging mm. population, but let's be more aware of what it can lead to so that we can be ready to address it when it happens. Right, just be prepared for it. Uh. Yeah, I mean, I, I, feel, I feel weird going into more detail because again, this isn't the, this isn't the forum for <laughs> pop, you know, population policy discussions and all that. But yeah, as in, in short, let's, you know, let's take, the, take advantage of the fact that we are not the first country to face this and that other countries have been facing this for quite a while. Uh. Yeah. Okay. Alright, uh, I think that's it from us today. If you have any questions, do feel free to send it over to us. Podcast at mortgagemaster.com.sg 
And if you're enjoying to what you're listening to, do consider dropping us a follow to be updated on our episodes. Okay, thanks for listening, folks. Uh, Bay, Peter, predictions on dining in opening when this episode drops next Monday. One word, yes or no, go. BTS new, delivery only. No need to dine in. <laughs> I want to, oh wait, I want to slap Kyler. Predictions okay. on whether can dine in or not. Uh, no, whatever the sentence, yes or no, one word. Yeah. I don't know. Your question is not a one word answer question. No, as it one word answer, yes or no. That's all. So predictions on dining in. Yeah, yes yeah. or no. I don't know. Is, that means predictions dining in will happen? Predictions yeah. dining in. Okay, oh, good. okay. So you must the sentence never complete la. Uh, I apologize. But this outro is taking longer than the entire episode. Yeah. Just like it. Hey, no, okay, redo, 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 redo. Ask another question. Well, ask another question. This is the question I want to okay, ask. Uh, hey, Kyler, Peter, is Lawrence Wong handsome? Yes, no. What? <laughs> no, you can't say that. It's, it's Laurel Hong. You can't, you can't drop names like that. Okay, uh, change, change. No, uh, I, I'm sticking uh, with this question. Uh, okay. <laughs> Dining in is supposed to open next Monday. Do you think it will still happen? Yes or no? No. Peter? No. Ooh. But the BTS news is coming out. It's delivery only. There's no need to go and dine in. You make it sound like that's the first thing you're going to do next Monday to order the BTS meal. Do you know how much you can earn on carousel? Oh, oh. the cups. Are... are you serious? Oh, suddenly <laughs> I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> this is house to house. Yeah, not how, how to carousel. <laughs> oh my, I thought like this would be like the Hello Kitty queue over again, but no. I, I think that was what it was slated to be but McDonald's you know said like okay delivery only to prevent that you, you want to see the, the videos of Gojek delivery drivers in Indonesia oh I, I saw that oh, yeah oh, it, it's crazy yeah. but at least at least we won't face that like, next Monday oh you think <laughs> actually I, I it's only I delivery so it's fine I don't really care about BTS oh we just lose like 7 listeners <laughs> oh. cut, cut the episode cut the episode <laughs> sorry I'm like Blackpink oh they're Blink <laughs> hey they good Seoul Hey, that's the opinion, I think. No, nobody's gonna <laughs> fault you for that. Mama Moo, Mama Hey, there we go. <laughs> that's right. Alright, till the next episode. See ya. Oh.